Okay, let's make a podcast. Another week in lockdown, another week on our phones. Yeah, still still on our phones, still in the lockdown. It'll be over soon. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm good. I've had my cup filled this weekend. Went back to the local hotel pub for a good old drink with the locals. That's right. You guys are allowed out because you're in level two, which means that you're allowed to like go out. And I think, what is it? In a venue, you can't have any more, like a public bar or something like that. You can't have any more than, what is it, 100 people? 100 people, yep. And I am making the most of that. I tell you what, I don't even drink, Carl. I'm going. I'm driving. I'm sober driving. But it's the human interaction. I leave with like the biggest serotonin hit. I'm like, holy shit. Right, and if you've never listened to this before, for. Welcome along to Married, Divorce and Dating, the podcast all about the hilarious and ridiculous parts of people's lives in and out of relationship. My name's Carl. And my name is Rachel. <laughs> married, divorced and dating. I'm married. I've been married for uh, nearly uh, nearly 10 years, uh, coming up on 10 years in December. Um, uh, been with my, my gorgeous wife for uh, nearly 14. And uh, yourself, Rach? I'm divorced, coming up three years this summer. <laughs> And have yet to allow anyone close enough to come to family Christmas this year. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, what would it take? Look, I guess we've got to hang out at least two consecutive days in a row, at least. He's got to survive the first date and the first night straight off the bat. He's got to not be a fuckboy and just ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I don't, uh, look. I'll know when I find it. Right now, I can't tell you what it's going to take to introduce the next lad to my family, but um, yeah, I'll let you know <laughs> when a, I do. Take a special boy home to meet Trev and Lynn. Ooh, shoot. <laughs> Dad is just waiting. I tell you what, last summer he goes to me, Rachel, you know, not every guy likes a girl that's always going out, you know? And I go, well, you know, Dad, I don't like guys that just sit at home. Yeah, <laughs> and he was—he just changed his tone. He was like, "It's like, okay, yeah, like, listen, Trev. I just want someone who's going to actually keep up with me. If they can't, fuck him. See ya." Oh, mate, I've done the one that stays home. Boring. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, why well, we're yeah, here I mean, in the first place. <laughs> God, that that last guy, that first husband of yours. My goodness, like he didn't want to do jack. Like how many how many times did you and I go out and we'll go out with other couple friends of ours, kind of thing? And oh like, yeah, I'm I think, so good. At being a fifth wheel, like we, you and I have been friends for years, and even when you were with your ex-husband, like you know, we, a couple of years went by. I think I literally only met him two or three times because he didn't leave the house. I and know, and times, one of them was because you came to my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly, and he kind of just like sat there on his computer playing fucking oh. computer games, and I just looked over. I was like, "G'day, mate," and he was like, Ugh. I was like, oh, cool, he sounds like a treat. And then we just sat in your kitchen. eh? Like, I. And then, oh, fuck. And then, but then, like, the the weird thing was, is that, like, you and I literally just sat in your kitchen 
with an ear and eye shot of 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 your ex husband, like we just got drunk and were playing silly buggers, and then we went out and like had a massive night on the town. It was just like, okay, bro, cool. You enjoy your computer games, honestly, and that's why he's an ex husband. Yeah, and so now you're looking for the complete opposite, someone who can keep up with you. <laughs> someone, but he doesn't have to keep up with me. You know, at least seventy percent of the time would be nice. Yeah, you know? right. Would like to bring yeah. someone well, to a dinner with you and Heidi. That would be lovely. Oh, I'd love that. But you know what, Rach? I don't care. You are enough for me, you know? And <laughs> Thank like, you, Carl. You, you don't need to worry about bringing a plus one or anything like that. If it, like, Actually, like, if you do, just I hope they're cool. Maybe that's I don't the be first l- test. Before they come around to meet Lynn and Trev, they've got they've to yeah. pass the Heidi and Carl vibe. I just don't want to be st- like just stranded there like – like talking shit to some guy that's like boring as because that oh. happens so often. You're like you're going on a double date and it's like it's like the guys is all talking like shit and sports and stuff like that and I'm like oh no nah, but the girls are talking about way more interesting shit you know like Cow. I'm just not I'm not a very blokey well like I, I'm kind of like blokey because I like man shit but I'm just not into like sports chat and stuff like that. <laughs> I would never bring someone over. I don't think anyone would pass my book if. They're only meathead chat. I will not be bringing a dud to dinner. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's good. Look, as long as as long as I've got that promise, that's fine. Right, shall we, uh, shall we move on with the podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> Far out. Okay. So if you've never listened to Married, Divorced and Dating before, the way this works, every week we have a guest on. This week we have the amazing Mel. Uh, you might recognise her voice and her gorgeous face from the Rock Morning Rumble on the uh, the Rock Radio Station here in New Zealand. Uh, but she's oh she's got a hilarious story, man. And this is another one of those stories, and this is what I love about it. Is she's kind of like, kind of like our um, our mate Taylor who came on a couple of episodes ago. She's sort of shitting on herself and just being like, nah, I was kind of the dud in this situation." Because <laughs> it was, I, I think they realised how embarrassing it was that some guy had actually just risked his life to get away from me because yeah, I yeah. forgotten his name. Cool. So that's coming up in a couple of minutes. The other thing we usually do is we have a spinning wheel. The, on the spinning do. wheel goes a couple of stories. Those story titles usually come from you, Rachel. We spin the wheel, and then the wheel chooses what story you're going to tell at the end of the podcast. However, something has happened. I had a person reach out on Instagram who asked if they could an- anonymously submit a story, and I was like, absolutely you can. Be my guest. So instead of me telling one of my disastrous dates this week, I'm going to read out anonymously this letter from a friend. Oh, my God. I got a text from you yesterday or maybe it was Friday or something like that. You were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm like, wow, what's what's going on? And then I just got this screen cap of this <laughs> massive, <laughs> massive message that had been sent through to our Instagram, married, at Married, Divorced and Dating. And I'm kind of like, God, I, I think I read the first two lines and I was like, the first line said, okay, this is definitely anonymous, right? Okay, I'll go on. <laughs> I was like, oh, holy shit, this is going to be so juicy. And you know what? I haven't even read it because I am literally hanging out for this. I've been looking forward to this for the last 48 hours. So oh uh, everybody gosh. on board with me Absolutely. Oh, at the end of the podcast, this is what we're going to listen to. But before that, speaking of our Instagram, we put a couple of questions. What were they, Rach? Yeah, this week we wanted to find out if you had been fuck boy or fuck girl. And if so, what was the classic move? You told a story last week about you got fuckboyed and ghosted, right? And it was quite crazy. About 93% of our followers have all had the exact same thing happen. 
Yeah. Because your situation, like the what the story that you told last week, was it like this guy was actually like getting to know you. He was like putting in the legwork and stuff like that. You guys were having great chats on social media and texting and shit like that. You went on a date, right? Yeah. Then, but you didn't sleep together. And then on the second date you went out and then like you had sex and then ghosted. And then ghosted. And you know what? We put the question out. If you had been sort of fuck boy or fuck girl, like what was the classic move? And, you know, a lot of these messages have come in and it's like I – they, so they sleep together and then the message of, I don't know what I want. I'm journeying. Ghost. Another one. Oh. She said she didn't want anything serious. Gone. After weeks of going on dates. We sleep together. Gone. Wow. Oh, my God. It, like, and so how, like going through all the messages, like, is this, a, this is the common sort of it's, theme here. It's the common theme. It's so bizarre. And I'm, I was just like posting some of them up and I was like, we need to make a movement, Carl. We need to normalise communication after sex. You know, why does to- it need yeah, to get totally. fucking awkward afterwards? It's only sex. This is a person that you're like, I mean, you know, you've met maybe like once or twice. You've had some chats. It's like in in the span of your life, they're just a blip. So why would you not be just completely straight up and honest? Like, and, and I think you're right. Like, why... Like, why wouldn't you just be like, oh, hey, you know, I just didn't feel a connection there. Um, thanks for the bang, but um, look, I- I'm going to go, my, you know, let's go our own ways from now. Or like, I don't know. Yeah. What, what's the solution here? Like, what do you, what do you oh. think should be the communication? Well, look, if it's just a drunk one night saying you just take each other home, whatever, that's fine. But if you've been going on dates and then in the lead up, you go to, you know, you've you've put in the work and then you have sex, it's like, at least if like that's all you wanted or if that's just you didn't really feel it afterwards, just communicate. So then you're not leaving people in the lurch. You know, there's nothing worse than not knowing why someone's no longer talking to you. So like, say for instance, um, like the guy uh, from the story that you told last week, you had your night and then, you know, the following day or a couple of days, he wasn't feeling it or whatever. Like what, what would you have wanted to hear from him? Well, do you know what? A couple of months afterwards, I actually reached out to him and I just said, what? Like, what did I do? Like, why did you go so, like, what happened? And he was like, oh, it wasn't you. I just uh, had a lot going on, la da da. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Shit response, but I'll take it. Yeah, hardly an excuse. Yeah, but we shouldn't have to ask. Like, you should just sort of be like, Hey, look, this was fun, but nah, not really feeling it. Yeah, well, you know, like don't be such a don't be such a coward. Like, just actually be honest about the way you're feeling. It's okay if you're just honest about things, right? Absolutely. Okay. Well, I like I like what you're saying. Start the movement. What's a what's a slogan we can have here for this? What about something like uh, "Don't be a douche, tell the truth." Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, something like that. Something, don't be silly. Like, and just not talk with your willy. No, take that, take that back. Yours was so much better. I like the rhyming. I like where you're going with that, you know, but um, but I, oh. look, either way, look, just don't be such a fucking coward afterwards and like just talk and just be honest about how you feel. If you don't want to see them again, just be like, hey, that was great. Thanks so much. Look, I've had a really good time, but I'm really not feeling this, Um, but like all the best. Yeah, <laughs> you know? or or you could be just like uh, the guy in Mouse Story and, um, you know, take a listen to this. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Married, divorced and dating. <laughs> 
the podcast. Right, well, I want to welcome to the podcast a very good friend and uh, and colleague, past and present of ours, uh, Mel Abbott. How are you, mate? Oh, hello, guys. Yay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, and one no. of my, my fellow divorcee friends. Oh, yes. We are in the divorce club together. Hell well, yeah! I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. Yeah, married, divorced, or dating? So you're in the divorce category, but like, are you in the dating category as well? Well, you know, I've kind of been going on and off with that. It seems to be like when it rains, it pours, and when it's a drought, it's a bloody drought. You know, it's all or nothing. Um, so I get a bit, <laughs> I get a bit um, funny with the whole dating scene. I guess I go, I go real hot and cold with it. And I mean, especially at the moment, lockdown, I can't really do a hell of a oh lot. Oh my <laughs> so, God. So I mean, I'm on I'm just, Oh, I, I know. I feel you. Yeah, and I can imagine, like, uh, you know, because so you work on the morning rumble uh, on the rock radio station here in New Zealand, and um, but I can imagine you're getting enough, like, just douchebag male energy every day to, to need to be going out and sort of trawling through it on uh, Tinder and whatnot as well. I know. So the only males that I'm sort of surrounded by are my workmates, which are not really doing much for me. <laughs> no. Nah, and nah. I actually, I, I can't do the Tinder thing either. I've never been like an online dating person. I'm a real face for dating type person as opposed to going on these apps. Uh, so that's probably like another slash against my dating my dating resume that doesn't really work for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. All right. I've heard you've had some good stories regardless and I am gagging to hear them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there has been a few. Been looking forward to this. So what have you got for us this week, Mel? Okay, well, I'm going to go back to when I was about 26 years old, right? And I had just sort of come out of this long-term relationship, so I'm just looking for a little bit of fun, and I had gone to this this gig over summertime, and I had met this guy, and it seemed to be going really, really well, uh, but as the night got on, I was getting quite pissed, and I kept forgetting his name. <laughs> and so that wasn't it wasn't the best start, but uh, we sort of got through that. And then it came to the end of the night, the end of the gig, and my mate was a sober driver, so he's like, "Come on, we'll get home, we'll go home and have some more drinks and stuff." And this guy was quite keen to come back with me, so um, we jumped in the car. Yeah, it was it was going, it was it was looking really good for Mel. And then I sort <laughs> of as up. we're driving. <laughs> As we're driving on this, like, busy-ish road uh, on Auckland's North Shore, I had said his name wrong too many times, <gasps> oh. and he sort of just looked at me. And to this day, I still – I don't know if it was James or Jim. It was a J name, that's for sure. <laughs> and he sort of just looked at me, and he was like, man, I have told you my name so many times. And he proceeds to open the door <gasps> and just jump out of the car Ooh. while it's still moving. <laughs> no. What? Yeah. The fuck? No. Yeah, it was so embarrassing to the point where my friends had, um, like, my friend was sober driver, obviously. I had another friend in the passenger seat and another beside me. And they all just, like, looked forward <laughs> and they were like, close the door, Mel. Like, just keep going. Because it was, I, I think they realized how. Embarrassing it was that some guy had actually just risked his life to get away from me because yeah, I yeah. had forgotten his name. <laughs> I, can't I know, how it. terrible, eh? 
I kind of got a little bit put off the whole um, the dating sitch then. I was like, oh, my God, this is not going to work for me. So I, I went a bit quiet. Have you started learning different ways to remember people's names now, like when, when you meet someone? <laughs> no. Do you know what's really bad is I have not learnt my lesson around that. I am still so <laughs> shocking. But you know what? I, I figure the right guy, he won't he won't really give a fuck if I remember his name or <laughs> not. Hopefully. Exactly. <laughs> I just... I rename mine, so. <laughs> oh, do you? Is that the trick? <laughs> yeah, that, they don't see, get real that, names. That that's a real popular um tactic as well. Like, I, I, like I, I'm I'm not dating. I'm married, but but it's like I do this with people because so, I am terrible with names. So I'll just give them I'll just give them nicknames. Like I'll be like, oh, blue hat, or oh, hey, hey, g'day khaki cargos, or something like that. You know, like um, <laughs> g'day khaki yeah. cargos. Maybe I need to. <laughs> Maybe I need to start doing this. This is good. Oh. Yeah, so so that night didn't end very well for Mel. Also, I think, like, just as well for him that you guys were only in a car and not, like, some other form of transport, like a boat or a helicopter or something like that. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, who knows if he's, like, jumping out of a moving car. Who knows what he would have done in that situation in a boat. Floated if only you remembered his name. If you're that desperate to get away from me, I just don't feel like if we had stopped, if he, he would have wanted me to... You know, hang no, around and check if he was no, alright. Totally, totally. But like, but also like, oh god, I, I hope he didn't like smack his head and then forget his his own name or something like that. And then all he'd heard is all these different names over the last hour from you. <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh fuck, what is my name? I know that was my first real horror dating story because I'd been in a relationship for quite a long time, like five years. And, right. and so this is like the, one of the first guys I met, and I was like, oh my god, Mel, you are doing good. And then yeah, that happened. So how how long after you um you you know you split from your husband did you sort of start dating again? Oh yeah, so uh, God, it would have been a it would have been a good six months before I actually went on a date with somebody, and still I felt like that was quite um, soon for me. I don't know, it's just it's quite a big thing to go through. Rachel, you'll you'll know like if you um absolutely you've been with this person. You've been married, like they're a massive chunk of your life. It just seemed, and I know we went separate ways and that's why we broke up, but it still felt quite weird letting someone into your life. And that's like, for me, the whole dating thing is, this might sound weird, like I'm fine with one night stands and stuff because you can just, you can leave. You don't need to let that there's person no into your vulnerable. There's no emotion involved. Yeah, there's no emotional attachment. Whereas um, dating for me seems... Yeah, there's a lot more emotion and they can get to know a bit more of your vulnerable side. And I'm just, I just wasn't ready for that. Yeah, mm. that's why, yeah, the, the whole dating thing can be a bit funny for me. Because I just think, oh my God, there's this complete stranger. And say you're going for like dinner and drinks and they're going to be asking you questions and really trying to get to know you and you don't want to let your guard down just yet. Whereas yeah, for if sure. you yeah. do like a one night stand, like you don't, you don't have to tell them anything. You can sort of, you know, just get busy and, and not have to worry about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, interesting. And is, is, is that why the um, like the online dating and the Tinders and, and Hinges and stuff like that sort of um, haven't been your cup of tea? Yeah, I have just never, ever been into Tinder because I'm such a person that if I meet someone, I really need to get to know their energy. And if I, if I bounce off them, like personality is a massive thing for me. And if they've got good chat and if they can make me laugh, whereas I don't know if I will find that out on online. I really need to know somebody face to face before I can 
venture on with them. Fair enough. I know it's real picky, but I just figure... I don't know, when you're this age and nothing's quite working out, I, I really just need that, like, face-to-face kind of... Hey, and you're allowed to be. Yeah. God, yeah, it's your journey, mate. You can do it however you want. Okay, so then, so if um, if Guy if guy can't sort of meet you online then then uh, and you're, you're sort of out and about, um, but, you know, a guy wanted to get to know you, what, like, what's the, what's the approach that you like? Somebody to come up to me and start talking to me. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I like quite forward guys. So anyone that can come up and sort of start a conversation with you and not be cheesy, then you're sort of... Yes, that's hot. That's so hot. Pick-up lines are out. No, nah, I don't like pick-up lines. That is a no-go for me, that cheesy pick-up line bullshit. No, nah, just, just have some personality, can... eh? Yeah. Just come and have some have chat. chat. Yep, and I like um, I like people that can be a bit cheeky, you know, give you a bit of shit because that's... I'll do that. So if you can sort of find someone that can do that as well. Would you say that like staying in a car on the ride home is pretty high up there on the list these days? (laughs) Yeah, I I think um, what is going to do it for me is if the guy can actually stay in the seat beside me and uh, not jump out of a moving vehicle, then I'm really winning in life. I can just, I can just see you like, I can just see you sitting in the back of like of an Uber. And it's like, put your seatbelt on, mate. He's like, oh, okay, right. And you're just gripping this thing with white knuckles, making sure he stays in the fucking car. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, look, I don't know. It's just one of my things. Yeah, and this might sound psych- uh, quite psychotic, but I've actually got the kitty lock on my car now, so uh, I'm escaping. <laughs> 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 yep. Oh my god, Mel, I love that so much. Um, you've been an absolute legend and uh thank you so much for coming on and telling us that story and look better luck keeping guys in the vehicle um from now on i'm sure i'm gonna have a lot more stories to tell you guys so uh yeah oh, let's I catch up again soon, eh? yeah i want to hear about the one that actually made it back to the house <laughs> <laughs> you're a legend thank you so much uh, mate oh good guys married divorced and dating the podcast righto this is the part of the podcast where usually we would Spin a wheel, and uh, we would hear one of your stories, Rachel. But we're in for a special treat this I week. I know, we? and you're a little bit off the hook. Oh, what a treat! Tell us what's yes, going this on. week we have had a story submitted in, and they want it told anonymously. So I'm going to let myself off the hook here and read the story because it's juicy. This is this is the thing that really got me like I, quite pumped about this is the fact that they were so insistent about being anonymous, and I only got that from like the first line. Like I said before, I haven't. I haven't read this from our Instagram um, messages uh, where this, this story came through. <laughs> I haven't read it. So I am absolutely hanging out and cannot wait to hear it. So take it away. Alrighty. Growing up, I had had plenty of out-the-gate sexual experiences. Threesomes, I've been ball-gagged, tied up, viagra pretty much tried anything I could dream up. Oh my God, amazing. Now I'm married, these stories don't come up ever. So this one I'm about to share is fairly bad, but we'll probably get a laugh or a head shake. Love it. When I was in my early 20s, I was working in a cafe. Anyone who's worked in one knows that it's just like female co-workers, guys get hit on, flirted with all the time. And it's not just by people our own age or people the same age. I'm talking cougars. Cafes are cougars hunting ground. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm working at this cafe and one particular woman began visiting on the daily. I found out later she was 38. I was 21 at the time. 
She wasn't my usual cup of tea, but there was something really sexy about her. She dressed like a businesswoman. She had shoulder length hair. She had a really good body. Mm. She drove a new Merc. She talked sexy. All a lot. I felt like this woman had caught younger guys before. <laughs> she had appeared to be a confident, sexy, independent woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> How good. I love it. She would turn up with her buttons on her shirt right down so I could see her lacy bras. She made it very clear she was wearing a G-string. Eventually, she just straight up asked me about my sex life. And I had had a bit of a fantasy playing out in my head, but I wasn't going to be the one to make the move. I knew I wouldn't have had to be in any way. So sure enough, the time came when she left her number on a napkin on a table and signaled it at me as she left one morning. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This is good. This is great. Um, I gave her a text and she sent me back the filthiest message I have ever read, graphically explaining how she was basically going to suck my cock off and break me into pieces. Oh, wow. (laughs) Sounded great, so I locked it in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, boy. Oh, my God. So, about a week goes by and she turns up to our flat. My flatmate saw her and disappeared to his room. I lead her into mine and she literally jumped me. She was the most horrible kisser I've ever experienced. I don't know if it's because she was so keen, but she was extremely forceful with her tongue. It was brutal. Wow. (laughs) She pushed me back and unbuttoned my jeans. (laughs) Sorry, I feel like I'm reading a porn here. Heck, I know. It's like listening to it, I'm like... This this is the kind of thing that like people read out on ASMR kind of things and wow this is this is full on uh, like, is this just like the the centerfold of a penthouse magazine or something pretty much what she lacked in kissing she made up in blowing skills oh my god that overactive tongue made for a good time. <laughs> She was on her knees on the bed after a bit and I'm helping her get naked. I remember being kind of shocked and shaken going from being with 20-year-old bodies to a 38-year-old body. It's a big change. Oh, my God. Whoa. Rude. Mate, we're all the same age here. (laughs) Anyway, I did it. I can high-five myself, and I know I just satisfied a woman and have done the whole cougar thing. Oh, (laughs) wow. As she gets dressed, she starts chatting to me, telling me about how she's never done that before. I was surprised, asked why she had been so keen to get in my pants. She looked at me and said, I get married this week, and I really wanted to fuck a young boy before I locked myself in. I was shocked Felt a bit sick Just jaw dropped and shocked She said it looked so cool Like (laughs) man no biggie I've seen her around but avoided her She actually messaged me about 12 months later But I never replied What a way to start a marriage Get (laughs) That's the story that came into my inbox (laughs) Oh my god That is unbelievable Right? They reckon that they've got a bunch more stories as well, so I can't wait to get the oh, old novel sh- pin out. Jeepers. Oh, my God. That- well, 
Fuck! I hope they send in some more story, or 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 that we can have them on because like we've we've got a voice disguiser, like we can totally voice disguise people. I know, I know, but wow, what a yarn! What? Oh my a god, that's incredible! Crazy cougar! Shit! Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, at least she's going into that marriage with no regrets. You know, she's never going to have to think, "What if." <laughs> yeah, no, well, well, you, you're right. There's always that. Um, have you ever picked anyone up in, in like a restaurant or a bar or a cafe like that? Like so sort of just looks across the room and then the numbers exchanged and stuff? No, just oh. at the gym. <laughs> yeah, the gym right. Boy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, of course, gym boy. So, um, but no, so this, never a this, cafe. This reminds me, uh, this reminds me like, so back in the day, I would have been uh, 17, 18, and um, I was working at a cafe. I was the barista there. And I, there were, there, uh, man, I, uh, this this girl came in and she was, oh my God, she was gorgeous, eh? And I was like doing my thing, like making coffees and like running them out and all that kind of thing. And she just kept her eye on me. It was like awesome. It, th- oh. This isn't the kind of thing that was like, it, it didn't happen like often or hardly ever, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm sort of like, I'm more the kind of guy that yeah. like you get chatting to and then you're kind of like, oh yeah, he sounds all right. But you'd like for a chick to just be <laughs> like, we hadn't talked and she just had her eye on me. Like, I don't know, it was kind of cool. And so oh. we were like giving each other eyes and shit like this. And she was a customer and she was sitting there with her mate having a coffee and stuff. So anyway, what I did was um, when I made her coffee, I, the little coaster, the little paper coaster um, that goes underneath the coffee, I wrote my number on to <gasps> And then I put the coffee on top of that. Oh my I was just like, god! I was just like, oh. well, look, she's she's giving me eyes, and I'm just like, like you know, we were giving each other little smirks and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah. oh, fuck it, like what's to lose? And sure enough, like did that. She left, um, and then uh, probably like ten minutes after she left, I got this text on my phone, and then <gasps> and that was it. Like, so this is back in the days I was on my Nokia thirty three fifteen, and like for the rest for the rest of the day, and then like uh, probably like half a week after that until the next weekend, like we were texting and get along really well, and um, wow, yeah, and then like we went out um, on like a kind of like a little date sort of thing, um, but ended up. Uh, yeah, like w- w- it never really formed into a relationship, but uh, we were just kind of we were just kind of like bang buddies I, for uh, like a good while. Eh? It was it was awesome. Oh my man. god, like, I love that. That's like the thing, right? Like, how many times do you lock eyes with someone? Like, you both basically know that you're like checking each other out, but you're both checking out and just keep walking, and then you never see them again in your life. Like, how can we? Like, where's <laughs> I need that confidence to walk past someone and just be like, "Oh, hey." Yeah, you well, know? Look, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that um that people just have connections. It's like, and you feel it straight away. So absolutely, whether whether it's like a, a connection through like a, a glance across the room, or even just walking past someone, or or you know whatever. But it's like I think every human knows it's like when you connect with another human, whether you've been talking or not, it's kind of just a thing, and you just need to acknowledge it and go with it. And chances are, if you're feeling it, they are too. And I I think mm. people just need to jump onto that. And I honestly like you know how you're always just like, oh my god, just be fucking straight up. Like we were talking about earlier with ghosting and shit. But I think it yeah. goes it goes for every part. I think all humans just want other humans to be fucking straight with them. Like we're all so concerned about hurting each other and like giving each other the truth. But I think we would all actually just appreciate just being way more honest with each other. Honesty, mm. yes, I love it. Okay, and well maybe yeah. I'll try that next time I walk past somebody. 
Oh, give it a Gotta go. Boost up my th- confidence. Yeah, just be like, hey, look, I'm just gonna be honest here. I was like, I noticed you. I think you're hot, and I just want to talk to you because it's like it's all easy on like Tinder and stuff. It kind of does it for you, but in person, that that was, I was I was literally just like, oh, fuck it, I got nothing to lose. I don't care. You know, it's like absolutely. She'll either like ditch my number or she'll put it in her handbag and like and and we'll end up texting. And sure enough, like it ended up fucking awesome. Like we hung out heaps <laughs> and like we were just bang buddies. It never like eventuated into a relationship. I love it. Fuck. We we just became quite it good served mates. A purpose. Who would fuck, and it was awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay, Carl, next time we're out, if I spy someone, don't let me chicken out, please. Yeah, well, because usually like when you and I go out, I end up wingmanning and you're just like, oh fuck. He's cute. Oh my God, he's so hot. And I have to be the one that goes over and talks to him and be like, hey, bro. Hey, so. My friend uh, thinks you're Look, I'm just being a a bro to my mate over here, Rachel, and I'm just being a bro to you, but fuck, man, she thinks you're hot. And so, do you want to go fucking talk to her so she'll shut up about you? That's generally how it goes. And then that's how you get it. Wait, that (laughs) happened once. Thank you. That happened once. And that was the first time. I had been out being single. I've definitely gotten a bit more game since then. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Like, there has definitely been times where you'd be like, oh, my God, he's hot. And then I've just ended up talking to him. And I've been the one that's still been like, oh, she thinks you're all right, mate. Like, and she's like, oh, yeah, do you think I can go for it? I'm like, yeah, just fucking go for it, bro. Like, she's keen. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Why can't I? Where's the co- I need that confidence. We need to. We need to dig it out of me. I've got confidence in other ways, but it, oh, yeah. Uh, we'll, no, we'll you're figure a good it out. mate. You're sweet. No yeah. worries. We'll, yeah. we'll make it work one night. Yeah, we'll get you there, mate. No sweat. Anyway, oh my God. That, <laughs> fuck, I'm so stoked with that story. Thank you so much for sending that in, uh, Mr. Anonymous. Absolutely yes. stoked. And if anybody else has got a story to send in, nddetails at gmail.com or you can uh, slide into our DMs on Instagram, Married, Divorced and Dating. That's on Instagram and Facebook. We would love Yee-hoo. to hear from you. Holy Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. If they're Boring. anything like that, bloody send them our way. Actually, send anything our way. We'd oh, love mate. it. Yeah. Oh, that's just so good. Awesome. Well, um, I reckon that's about another episode. What do you reckon? I think that sounds bloody good. Okay, shall we wrap it up from there? We'll do it again next week. I want to get back into Auckland with you. I yes, miss you. Yes, I want you. to get back into the studio. I miss, I miss you. you too. I just want to have a boozy night, to be honest. Let's do a BYO when I'm back, eh? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm waiting for Christmas Day. Like, that's what <laughs> I feel. It's like, <sighs> Anyway, we'll get there. Do you want to wrap it up? All right. See, See ya. ya.